Because Dolphin Tale is just coming out in theaters at the time of this recording, the first few minutes of this episode will be spoiler-free. Are you just watching? I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Critical Thinking for the Entertained Christian. This is where we talk about movie reviews from a Christian critical thinking perspective, and we learn along the, in the process, and we learn how to ask questions and how to think critically. Again, this is me by myself here, and E. Franklin wasn't able to join me for this episode, but we do have something coming up very soon, and we want your opinion on what movie we should do next that is on DVD. We're looking at a couple different movies. I'll give you just an idea of some of them. We're looking at maybe doing uh, 2012, or actually, we're going to save that one until next year for 2012. Very fitting, isn't it? So we're looking at doing uh, Knowing, The Adjustment Bureau, uh, maybe Sucker Punch. Uh, there are a couple others that we've thought about doing as a DVD release. And our DVD episodes tend to be two-part episodes because there's so much more to talk about when we can pause a DVD player and get sound clips from it. So please let us know what you would like to see us do. The way that you can let us know the best is we have a list of movies that we're considering. It's on our Facebook page over at facebook.com slash are you just watching? And we'll have a poll there that you can vote in that poll and say what you think should be the next movie we would discuss. A DVD has to be a movie that's on DVD. So go over there, check that out. If you're not already a fan on the page, then go ahead and click that like button and like us there, or click the like button on the website, areyoujustwatching.com, and you will become a liker of us on Facebook as well. That's how it works. That's how it's cool. Click all the buttons, in fact, that are on the website, especially that subscribe button. If you're not subscribed in iTunes, please subscribe to us in iTunes and leave a really nice, juicy five-star review for us, and we would absolutely love that as we are uh, keeping up with this show. So Dolphin Tail, I, I don't have the music for it, unfortunately. It's it's really great music. It's by Mark Isham, the soundtrack for it. And I just, it's not available anywhere at all. It's not even on YouTube illegally. So the album isn't released for purchase. And it is good music, though. Just take my word for it. So this will be a spoiler-free review of Dolphin Tale. Dolphin Tale comes from the same people who made The Blind Side. I guess it's just Blind Side, which, as you know, was a very family-friendly movie. And Blind Side was, in fact, about a Christian family. And there were several uh, positive Christian values within Blind Side that was great. Well, Dolphin Tale comes from those same people. And Dolphin Tale is also very clean, quality entertainment. In fact, I didn't catch a single profanity in the movie. I I tried watching for them, but at some point I just realized, I don't think I've heard a single profanity during this whole movie. And I think it's, it's very clean. Now, my wife saw it with me and she thought the movie was kind of uh, 
cheesy, she said. But, well, yeah, it's it's a family movie. It's got its cheesy moments and, like, happy endings and all of that. But it is clean, and it's well-produced, and it's got a lot of famous actors and actresses in it. It's got uh, Ashley Judd, Harry Connick Jr., and Morgan Freeman in it, and a few other people. And it's a great movie. I really liked it. Uh, for a family movie and would definitely recommend it. Now, unlike movies like what you might see as similar movies like Free Willy, Dolphin Tale didn't really have as much mythology and mysticism in it. Yes, there was a little bit of mythology, but it wasn't focused on. It wasn't a core message of it. This is a fictional retelling of the real events. It's inspired. It's a story inspired by a true story, and that is of the dolphin Winter, who was injured and had to get this tail put on. So most of these characters that we meet, most of the main characters, are either like compressed representations of a group of people, or they are totally fictional representations of an idea anyway, like uh, the two main characters that we get to meet, Sawyer and Kyle, are representations of everybody out there kind of it's not really an action-packed movie but i think that dolphin tail will give you a smile and it does have some learning points and some discussion points so let's get into this the rest of this discussion will be spoiler free but come on how do you spoil a dolphin movie you watch the trailer and you know how the whole thing goes but it's still it's fun and i'll not well, I will spoil it now after this. So if you want to see the movie, which I do suggest it, I it is a good movie. You can either see it in the theater or get it on, it on DVD when it comes out. But if you don't want to be spoiled, then pause the recording, pause the episode now, and come back to it later after you've watched Dolphin Tale. Otherwise, if you don't mind being spoiled or you've already seen Dolphin Tale, then keep listening. One of the first things that we encounter with Dolphin Tail is tragedy. And because here's Winter, who is injured in a, a, crab's, um, a crab cage, that we don't know quite how Winter got injured by the crab cage. And we see these crab fishermen there, but it's not in any way looked on negatively that they're like hurting the environment or anything like that. And it's you might think that there would be some strong message of, uh, you know, sign this petition to make uh, fishers stop using these crab cages. Crab, I keep wanting to say crab cakes, crab cages. No, there wasn't anything like that, and their trade wasn't viewed in any way negatively. It was just simply an accident, as what happened to Winter. But going along with this is this fictional character of Sawyer, the boy who finds the dolphin on the beach, and also Sawyer's cousin, also a fictional character, Kyle. Kyle is an entirely fictional representation of people who have disabilities, and Kyle is uh, a soldier and also a swimmer with this great swimming background. And we see in the movie that he has these dreams of going off to serve our country and make some money to be able to pay then for his tuition, come back and pursue his dreams of being 
uh, gold medalist swimmer. Well, that's all taken away from him when he gets an injury in war and his right leg is completely paralyzed, or it seems like it. It he yeah, it's it's paralyzed. So here's tragedy in the movie, and then they have to deal with it. And Sawyer sometimes tells Kyle just. You know, everyone else is hurting too. You're not the only one that's hurting. You're not the only one this is hard for. And Kyle comes around rather quickly and decides to get back into life and try and pursue these things. And it's a great, uh, a great relationship that Kyle has with his little cousin Sawyer, and like a older brother sort of relationship. But Sawyer's dad is missing, by the way. He left at a young age, and Kyle has promised Sawyer that Kyle would not just disappear like that. Well, we also see, because this is a movie about dolphins, it's mentioned a little bit about the nature of dolphins, or, or what is said about them is that they are very intelligent. In fact, uh, the little girl, Hazel, says to Sawyer at one point, she says, some people think they're smarter than we are. And perhaps dolphins really are the smartest animals by our measurements. But are they really more intelligent than we are? No. God placed us at the height of his creation and he communicates with us the most. Uh, we see, yes, God communicates with his creation, like he tells creation to do something. And of course, in the beginning, in Genesis, he told the creation, the animals and created kinds to reproduce after their own kind. And he told them what to eat and his commands to creation. And even after that, too, there were other times when God spoke to creation. But in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. He didn't say that for any of the other created things. According to our likeness. Again, very a unique phrase applied only to man. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That's Genesis 1, 26-28. So we are the pinnacle of God's creation, and he put us as caretakers over what he created for us. So, there is no animal that is more intelligent than us as humans. God created us the most intelligent. Yes, animals have certain senses or can detect things that we can't, but that doesn't mean they're more intelligent. It just means that they are designed differently than we are, and God gave them certain things that he didn't give us or that maybe we've lost through mutation. And That could be up for conjecture there. Like I mentioned in the spoiler-free review, mythology is not a strong theme in this. It's barely a theme at all. However, in the middle of the movie, Dr. Clay, or who is played by Harry Connick Jr., tells this story of how dolphins came to be and 
what he just tells, he says it's, uh, he, he said is a native American story and it's a mythology that is told by native Americans. The Chamash Indians have this tale about a, their God who Tosh was a goddess and called earth mother to them, or like we would know it as mother earth. And the, the story is shared within the movie. Essentially, it's that Hutosh and these other gods created people on this island. The people were getting so noisy that Hutosh and her husband, uh, Sky Snake or Snake Sky, couldn't stand all the noise. So they told the people to leave the island and to get them off the island, they made a rainbow bridge. Some people fell off the rainbow bridge into the water, but in order to save those people... Hutosh turned them into dolphins so that when they fell into the water, they wouldn't drown and they could eat fish and uh, survive. Well, it's an interesting myth there. And I read the full, well, not the full, but I read a lot more about the Rainbow Bridge mythology and the mythology of the Chamash creation events and all of that. And it's really interesting that some of it correlates amazingly with scripture. Like, the whole legend in Chumash is that there was a global flood. And after the global flood, the gods decided to repopulate the earth. And then they created these humans as they decided what they would do. And when these humans were left the island, some accounts of the mythology say that the, the people that left the island on the rainbow bridge were told to fill the earth after leaving the rainbow bridge. Really interesting, some of the correlations there. However, this is mythology, and there are many ways that it completely counteracts what Scripture says. Like, Scripture says that God listens to us. He, God does not sleep, whereas the Hutosh and Sky Snake, or Snake Sky, whatever, gods and goddesses do sleep, and they were annoyed by the noise of the people who were being happy and making songs and all of this. God is not annoyed by our joy. He listens to us when we pray, and he tells us to make a joyful noise. So we're not getting kicked off the island by God or voted off the island. But then a little bit later, we we don't really know if Dr. Clay in the movie believes this, but he just tells it as this neat-sounding story. Later on, He's talking about winter and the condition winter is developing in her tail that from moving side to side, the way she's not supposed to move, it's creating this new muscle mass that's going to damage her tail spine and possibly even kill her someday. But Dr. Clay uses a phrase several times or a word. He says, designed. He says that dolphins weren't designed to function this way, or they weren't designed to move this way. And I, I just thought that was a neat little tidbit there that the dolphins were designed to be a certain way or move a certain way. And Dr. Clay is right. Genesis 1, 20 through 23 says, Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed after their kind. 
and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, or fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning a fifth day. God created all of the sea-dwelling creatures on day five, as we see there in Genesis 1, 20 through 23. Later on, when Dr. Clay is debating whether he can really help winter and all of this financial turmoil comes because there's a hurricane, it destroys a lot of things, and as it is, this marine rescue team is struggling financially and they're debating whether to sell to this hotel owner. And so Dr. Clay is trying hard to decide what to do with winter and whether they should pursue some of these aspects of giving her this tale and how much is it going to cost, how much effort will it take and all of this. And by the way, my wife brought up a great point is that they're they're choosing to devote so much time, energy, and money into this dolphin. And it's very easy to question whether that effort would have been placed, better placed by helping people. Now, yes, God did command us to care for his creation. Like I read earlier, Genesis one twenty eight, he gave us dominion over creation. But yet, if it comes down to cre- the creation versus the people we actually have relationships with, our priority should be the people, not the creation. We have dominion over creation. We don't have dominion over people. God never gave us dominion over other people. He gave us dominion over creation. So we can use creation and not abuse it. We're supposed to take care of it. But we are also supposed to serve each other and love each other, live in relationship of love. And it's by that our love for one another that the world will recognize us as Christians or that they should. So anyway, when Dr. Clay is debating what he can do for winter, Dr. Clay's father says, just because, now I might have this wording slightly wrong, but it was something like this. Just because you don't know the where star doesn't mean you have the wrong star. And I believe what he was referring to, I couldn't quite get the whole quote verbatim, but I believe what he was referring to is a where star as if it's a star that tells you where you are and then another star that tells you where you're going. Now, I couldn't find anything in Wikipedia or common star chart or star navigation terms that supported that wording. So I could have the wording wrong. If if you know the wording or catch it, please let me know. Feedback at noodle.mx or you can leave a comment on the show notes at areyoujustwatching.com slash 25. But the the statement could be a little bit troubling because yes, we've heard things about, you know, follow your star, guide star, and some of that as just metaphor, some of it as like mystical sort of stuff. But the phrase, if I understood it correctly, it it could easily be open for interpretation of Follow what you think is right, even if it doesn't look right. Or just keep going the direction you're going, even though you're not sure if it's the right direction. Or every direction is the right direction. We don't know which one is the wrong direction. Those kind of ideas could be derived from a statement like that. 
Now, the morality of the statement doesn't really come up, but it's more of a challenge of just saying, even though you don't know where you're going, doesn't mean you're going the wrong way. That is a true statement. It does leave it very open for other interpretations. But it is true in that, like when we follow God, we don't know where God is always taking us. Several years ago, I'll say like three or five I'll say five years ago, I had no idea that today I would be podcasting and ministering through a podcast like this and have my own business or trying to have my own business being out on my own. I wouldn't have guessed that ever five years ago. But back then, God was leading me in certain ways and I didn't know the full path. But scripture says he gives us light for the path. I really like specifically what Psalm 37, 23 through 26 says, the steps of a man are established by the Lord and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. All day long he is gracious and lends and his descendants are a blessing. It's so wonderful to know that God has a plan for our lives. And I do believe that we can disobey that plan and we can wander off the path. But as long as we are striving to serve God, and there are ways, I believe, that he gives us wisdom to choose, make our own choices, as long as we're making wise choices. And our goal should be follow what God wants for us and follow what our wise choices. Not wisdom according to the world, but wisdom according to scripture. Just a few other random thoughts here from Dolphin Tale is Sawyer struggles with his education, his summer school education, and just in general, his schoolwork. And we kind of see how important it is for kids to be ed- to be engaged in their education not just consuming education that doesn't work they need to be engaged in education and that's what ends up working for Sawyer because he does all this stuff and then his teacher comes around and says i you know he's done some great things i guess i can give him some school credits for this And then Sawyer's friend, the girl, Hazel, says that she's homeschooled. And she said, maybe that's why I'm so chatty. But the homeschooling is never looked on negatively, which I appreciated that. I have a homeschool background, and I appreciate that that was never portrayed negatively there. Sawyer's mom, by the way, played by Ashley Judd, is happy to see that Sawyer is turned on or excited about something or buy something that's not a Game Boy. She's excited to see him out in the real world, in real life, doing things, being outside, making a difference, not just being glued to a Game Boy. And I totally agree. I really wonder, how are we going to work with our kids someday, my wife and I? Because I grew up with a computer, but not all these game systems, and kids these days are growing up with every game system there is. And I'd, I'd really like my kids to appreciate God's creation and be excited by something that's not a Game Boy, just like in the movie. Sawyer's parents are divorced, and his dad is completely absent. 
like no part in the family. His dad is still alive, yeah, but no part in the family whatsoever. Sawyer's mom does not marry someone, sleep with someone, try to date someone. There is a spot where we get the idea that maybe Dr. Clay thinks, likes Sawyer's mom, but it's just so subtle of a hint. And it's never pursued anywhere beyond that. Which So this is not a love story behind the scenes. Maybe, maybe they had plans to develop that more. I don't know. But it's not really there. So don't have to worry about that. There is a spot where Hazel, the little girl, prays to her mom who is dead. And by praise, I mean she's at the top of her boat and she's saying some things like, um, please, mom, don't let this happen, or please, mom, look after this, or please, mom, help us kind of stuff. And we see that a lot. I'm not going to be extremely critical of it, but just wanted to point that out. So what did you think of Dolphin Tale? And even just from the trailer, which pretty much tells the whole story, what did you think, or what do you think of the movie? Like I said, it is a very clean, good family movie. It's not action-packed. It's not something that you're going to want to rush out and see, unless you want to take your family to a good family movie, then I do recommend it. Or save your money for Courageous when Courageous comes out in a couple of weeks, because it's a very good movie, and definitely we need to support it. By the way, in the show notes at areyoujustwatching.com slash 25, I'll include some links to stuff like a little bit more about winter and some links about the mythology that I mentioned, uh, both the Rainbow Bridge story and some of that expanded mythology from the Indians, Native Americans. So you can check that out at areyoujustwatching.com slash 25. So I would love to hear from you what you thought of this episode, the topics I raised, or what you thought of the movie. Leave a comment on the show notes at areyoujustwatching.com slash 25, or email feedback at noodle.mx, or call our voicemail listener line at 859-353-4332. Two other things I want to share with you that are really important. The podcast awards have just opened up for nominations, and nominations can only be placed once per person. So once you nominate something, you can't nominate other people after you've already submitted nominations. So you have to pull all of your nominations together and submit them at once. Here's what I'd really love if you could do is... We've got four podcasts in the Noodle Mix Network, and I'd love for each of them to be in the nominations for podcast awards. So go to podcastawards.com, nominate Are You Just Watching for films, movies slash films. I debated between that and religion inspiration, but decided to go again with movies slash films. And then for religion slash inspiration, put in Christian Meets World. By the way, if you haven't listened to Christian Meets World, you got to go over there and do that. Jason Rennie, who inspired the start of Are You Just Watching, does a great job with some of the content over there at christianmeetsworld.com. And it's a, a great podcast. I highly recommend what's well, in my network. So, I, of course, I'm going to recommend it. But please submit him for a religion inspiration uh, reward. Submit the ramen noodle with the web address cleancomedypodcast.com. Submit that for, of course, comedy. And then for technology, please submit 
the audacity to podcast and all of those. So are you just watching for movies slash films, Christian meets world for religion slash inspiration, the ramen noodle for comedy and the audacity to podcast for technology. And I would greatly appreciate that. I don't know that we can win an award because it does depend a lot on the size of audience and engagement and such, but would still be great to be make it into those nominations. So go over to podcastawards.com. If you miss any of that, then just go to areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast awards and you'll see a blog post that I just released about that and listing each of those categories to submit things over. And while you're on areyoujustwatching.com, there's a new box on the right side that says free updates and or email it's something about updates. Get updates and free critical thinking tips by email. This is our new email newsletter. It's no longer just the Noodle Mix newsletter. I'm splitting it up. So if you have already subscribed to the Noodle Mix newsletter, you received an email of my talking about list separation where I'm splitting things up. So you can choose now to receive email from the three main podcasts that we have or you can receive email from just one of them, and it will be some tips, some insider information. We'll let you know what we're going to do ahead of time. Also, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash watching, and you can follow us there. Please subscribe in iTunes, rate us, review us, and all of that, and also get that email newsletter at areyoujustwatching.com and sign up there. I promise I won't spam you. And if you're signed up for all of our categories, the comedy, the podcasting and audacity, and the movie reviews, I promise you won't get three emails in a single day. I'm going to look at maybe some way of even combining for people who are on multiple lists. But we'll see. That's all at areyoujustwatching.com. And by the way, you know how earlier I mentioned Blindside? Did you know we have a blog review that E. Franklin did of Blindside? Just go to areyoujustwatching.com slash 25 and you'll get the show notes for this episode. But also in the show notes, you'll see the link to the blind side. So you can go and check that out. E. Franklin's post about blind side. And uh, I hadn't seen the movie until more recently. And it's a good movie. So go check out that blog post as well. Check out the show notes at areyoujustwatching.com com slash 25. And please remember that I'm a self-employed hungry web designer, and I would love to design a website for you or cover art for your podcast or any of your other design needs, or even help you start a podcast if that's what you'd like to do. You can email me for business stuff, daniel at djosephdesign.com. Again, leaving feedback for this show, Feedback at noodle.mx or 859-353-4332. For E. Franklin, I'm Daniel Lewis. Thanks for listening. And don't just watch. Are You Just Watching is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. Our opening vocal talent was thanks to Mariah. The theme song is used courtesy of Answers in Genesis. For more great podcasts like this one, visit the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. That's noodle.mx.